is Radio Free Mormon on the air, broadcasting behind enemy lines. Tonight's episode, Glenn Beck turns on Tim Ballard. Well, there was a news article that was published by The Blaze News, which is the organization, the journalistic news organization that is owned and operated by Glenn Beck that came out on Tim Ballard yesterday. It had a great deal of new information in it. I think it's especially important given the fact that it is published by The Blaze News under the auspices of Glenn Beck because of Glenn Beck's prior relationship, longstanding relationship and friendship and business partnership, I believe, with Tim Ballard and his support, Glenn Beck's support of Operation Underground Railroad, which he's asked for and solicited contributions for from his listeners, and they have ponied up. So now Glenn Beck is in this position of having to give answers to his listeners who also contribute to him and hopefully make them satisfactory as to what the heck is going on. One thing I can say for the good about Glenn Beck is at least he's being responsive to people who are in the dark and want to know what the heck's going on, unlike the Mormon church is doing. At least Glenn Beck is trying to provide answers. So we're going to go through his article today, and that was published over here. Let me see if I can find this and get it up here on the screen. There it is. So it's going to end up being, actually, here it is. Okay, it is from, oh, now I've got to actually go to my other screen and look at the date. Yes, October 6th. Today's date is October 7th. It is in the morning of 2023. This article by Courtney Weil, W-E-I-L, at Blaze Media came up and was posted yesterday on October 6th, and it is titled Blaze News Investigates What Really Happened with Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. So that is the article. Now, I'm going to have to take it off the screen, mainly because once we get down into it, you won't be able to read it anyway, but I will read it on a different screen to you. It's somewhat long, but very illuminating. And once again, it's coming from Glenn Beck's side of things, who is going to be the most likely to be in favor of Tim Ballard and have an article that's going to be as favorable as it possibly can to, to Tim Ballard. And yet... Over and over again, it is very, very harsh. This article is divided up into several sections. Most of it's about the couple's ruse. There's a little bit about the the tattoos, which also may have been a bit of a ruse as well. But there are a number of different aspects of the couple's ruse that Blaze News has discovered and which they're going to report on, which I will read to you. All right, so let me get that out of here. Go to the other screen, and I will start reading this article to you. All right. Here we go. Remember, this is as good as it gets for Tim Ballard. Recently, a number of unsourced allegations from unnamed sources familiar with the situation claimed a pattern of sexual misconduct involving Operation Underground Railroad founder Tim Ballard. Since Blaze Media's audience has donated to Operation Underground Railroad over the years and would want to know the truth regarding these allegations, Blaze News spoke with several women who have worked with Ballard. I mean, how refreshing would it be if the, I don't know, the church newsroom did something like that? These women, some of whom went on Operation Underground Railroad rescue missions and others who considered going on missions but never did, were willing to speak on the record to us about their experiences with Ballard and OUR. Now, this is another plus of having Blaze News do this investigation because they have contacts with OUR people because of their relationship 
And there are people there or who work there and who are familiar with things that go on there who are willing to talk to Blaze News. These women, oh, excuse me, I had already read that, going on broadly speaking, the women who spoke to Blaze News alleged that Ballard manipulated them and or attempted to coerce them into crossing important professional boundaries during their time at OUR. And now I have to click on the Read More button. Ballard and his wife, Catherine Ballard, by the way, every time Ballard is mentioned, it's going to be Tim Ballard, unless it's Catherine Ballard. It's not going to be Elder Ballard, unless I make it clear. I don't think he even enters into this story. Ballard and his wife, Catherine Ballard, also spoke with Blaze News and responded to many of the women's allegations. So they're going to get them on the record, too. I think this, this article is really going to come back to haunt Tim Ballard because he's got a lot of blanket denials in response to the allegations. We'll see how it goes. Their responses are included here, as are several statements that they have given to other outlets and are posted to social media. OUR officially refused to respond on record regarding the specific allegations against Ballard, but Blaze News did speak with several sources familiar with OUR operations who agreed to share some insights regarding OUR undercover work. Well, of course, OUR is not going to be talking to anybody, and they shouldn't be talking to anybody because they're going to be on the short end of a lawsuit very soon because even though tim doesn't work there anymore he was the president or whatever he was the ceo when these things were alleged to be happening and even though he's left he's still going to be legally liable and our as the organization will also similarly be named in the lawsuit i would expect okay now it goes on to the couple's ruse sound of freedom the film starring Jim Caviezel about the horrors of child sex trafficking became a smash hit at the box office this summer, raking in over $212 million worldwide, and thus becoming one of the highest earning independent films of all time. Though a dramatization, the film depicts the real-life work of former Department of Homeland Security Special Agent Tim Ballard. About 10 years ago, Ballard founded Operation Underground Railroad, an organization designed to rescue victims of human trafficking. According to its website, the organization has had remarkable success, rescuing over 6,000 victims and apprehending more than 4,000 predators. Now, it makes sense to give this information as background on this article, although everybody who is a reader of Blaze News or a follower of Glenn Beck probably knows this information already. I think it's also important to point out the success, or at least the alleged success of the operation, when you're writing an article that's specifically designed to be read by people who were encouraged by Glenn Beck to donate to Operation Underground Railroad. In other words, signaling possibly that even though crazy things were going on, bad things were going on behind the scenes, they were still rescuing children so that money that was donated was not entirely in vain. The article goes on. In an apparent attempt to provide better safety for mission operatives, in recent years, Ballard began implementing a mission tactic that he dubbed a couple's ruse. In a couple's ruse, a woman pretending to be Ballard's wife or girlfriend would accompany him on rescue missions. Then when Ballard, himself posing as a sexual predator, found himself in a situation in which he was pressured to engage in sex with strippers, prostitutes, or even children, he could refuse on the grounds that he didn't want to upset his girlfriend. In other words, <clears throat> in other words the fake girlfriend would block for Ballard and he would block for her should the need arise. 
Once again, I've already mentioned in other podcasts that I understand what Ballard is saying about the couple's ruse and how he's explaining it was used, but I have trouble interpreting and translating that into how that would be effective in a real world situation with criminal child sex traffickers and how they're going to be fooled by this ruse at all. In fact, I had said that the couple's ruse itself might be a ruse in order to justify taking different women down to pose as Tim's girlfriend or wife. That might be the actual ruse. The ruse itself is also a ruse I suggested. One source familiar with OUR operations told Blaze News that such couples' ruses are rare. They don't happen all the time. They're rare, while another stated that when involving benign gestures of affection, such as hand-holding, they can be effective means of protecting mission operatives. So, okay, just hand-holding, nothing more, apparently. Nevertheless, some women affiliated with OUR rescue teams now claim that Ballard soon began abusing the couple's ruse and eventually used the ruse as a tool for sexual grooming. According to these women, Ballard, a married father of nine and professed member, notice that the Blaze News puts that in there, a professed member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, doubtless because there have been rumors afoot that Tim Ballard got excommunicated last week by his newly appointed state president, and there is, appears to be some circumstantial evidence that indicates that might be the case. Tim Ballard certainly hasn't mentioned it publicly. He continues to focus on his faith in his church and in Jesus. So that's why they have to say, professed, according to these women, Ballard, a married father of nine and professed member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, initially implemented strict rules regarding the couple's ruse. This is according to the women, strict rules at first. Strict rules. No kissing on the lips and no touching or exposing private parts. Then they said Ballard gradually relaxed those measures before eventually dispensing with them almost entirely. Almost entirely. And the almost entirely part is probably going to end up meaning actual penetration, sexual penetration. For example, the article goes on, according to the women who spoke with Blaze News, while on rescue missions, Ballard would sometimes share a bed with a woman posing as his girlfriend or invite her to shower in his bathroom, even though accommodations at the designated safe houses provided separate bedrooms and bathrooms. Ballard, for his part, categorically denied ever having been alone even briefly in one of these safe houses with a female operative. OUR did not return a request for comment confirming this claim. Well, maybe it was someplace other than a safe house. I don't know. But that's his denial. Ballard also reportedly sent to one of the victims a photo of himself covered in tattoos and wearing only underwear. That image then began to circulate on social media. And you've probably seen this, but I'm going to have to add it up here anyway. Here it is as it's replicated in the Blaze News article. The picture of Tim Ballard with the tattoos, which are apparently, they're fake tattoos. They're not apparently fake tattoos. They are fake tattoos. Tim Ballard has said that much himself. He has vouched for the accuracy and the authenticity of this photo on the Adam Carolla show when he did an interview there last week. And this subject was brought up. His excuse was that these were put on his body in order for him to be able to pass as a child sex trafficker that he has to be tattooed up to look authentic. I will tell you, I am no expert on tattoos. I have not one on any part of my body. And yet, 
those look like fake tattoos to me. I mean, I've seen tattoos, right? They're becoming more and more popular. You see them everywhere. They usually have some degree of color to them, and they they look different. These look like they came out of the, I don't know, a Cracker Jack box, except perhaps for the one that's right above his unit where he's got his Speedo pulled down to reveal the words. It's Yoder, Joder, J-O-D-E-R, I think is what it was. I did not recognize it in English. I saw the picture. I thought, well, what the heck does that mean? So I put it in my smartphone. It helpfully suggested uh, Yoder or Hoder in, in in Spanish. I clicked that, and I found out that that is the F word in Spanish. So I guess they call it the J word, but we would call it the F word, and it's right above his unit. And, of course, I wondered, what the heck is that for? What is that tattoo for? Is it like you forgot where it was, or who's going to be seeing this? It's like a door that has the word stenciled on it, door. Okay, who's going to be seeing this, Tim, in your operations? Why do you have a tattoo there? So that is something that made me curious, um, in addition to the fact that they don't like look like real tattoos. But I also noted when I first saw the photograph that his eyes are closed. He's sleeping, or at least his eyes are closed. And when he went on the Adam Carolla show, he said, well, he just had these henna tattoos put on him. They are fake. They last only a certain amount of time. And he has to wait for them to dry. So he was asleep there, waiting for them to dry. His tattoo artist, who is apparently female, took this photo of him. Why? So that in future missions going among the same people who would have seen his tattoos, including presumably Mr. Yoder, they... they um. It, they would be the same, right? They would match. So this is like the map of the tattoos on him from which the same tattoo artist can replicate the tattoos so that they match on a future mission after these tattoos have worn away. Okay. Now that made some sense to me when I heard him say that. On And I noticed that his eyes are closed. He doesn't have that come on expression with those dazzling blue eyes of his going. So it doesn't look like it's a come-on picture. On the other hand, he does look rather attractive and certainly scantily clad and well-built and tattooed up. And it occurred to me that just because this picture was originally taken for one purpose doesn't mean it couldn't be subsequently used for another purpose, like sending it to someone to impress them and maybe get them to want Mr. Get them to want to meet Mr. Yoder in person. Okay, so I'm going to take this off the screen. I think you've probably seen it enough. I know I have. And we'll continue with the article, which is going to mention some of the things I've already said because I've gotten ahead of myself. During an appearance on the Adam Carolla show, which I already mentioned, on September 29th, Ballard verified the photo but explained that it served a legitimate operational purpose. He claimed the photo was taken after he had fallen asleep while having the tattoos, which he says are henna tattoos, applied in preparation for a mission. He stated that the tattoo artist needed to take the picture so that she would have a frame of reference should she need to reapply the tattoos at a later date. It is unclear why tattoos in the groin area. This is the article from Blaze News, owned and operated by Glenn Beck, making this conclusion. It is unclear why tattoos in the groin area or on an upper thigh would have been necessary for rescue missions since they were unlikely to be seen 
and a source familiar with OUR operations denied that having henna tattoos applied was a normal component of OUR undercover work. So that's one sentence with a comma in between, but it's important to notice not only that they make the observation, which I had made, why are you having tattoos there? How does that help you pass as a child sex trafficker, Mr. Bauer? They also talk to a source that Blaze News has, and it's anonymous, familiar with OUR operations who denied that having henna tattoos applied was a normal component of OUR undercover work. So that's somebody else who's disagreeing with Tim Ballard. In other words, he may have been doing it himself, but it wasn't something that was done generally. Okay, now they continue with uh, this report about the couple's ruse. Now they really get into some interesting new information about the couple's ruse. According to the women who spoke with Blaze News, before they ever went undercover together, Ballard first wanted to ensure that he and his female counterparts in the couple's ruse had physical chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. Physical chemistry that would be obvious to those they would meet during an operation. So they got to practice this, right? They can't just pretend that they're married or boyfriend-girlfriend and go out there. They have to practice it, right? They have to build up to it. They have to establish that bond so that it will appear real to the sex traffickers that they're trying to fool. Tim Ballard is a method actor, and he wants all the female operatives who are posing as his wife or girlfriend to be method actors too. He would allegedly say to the women, traffickers can smell the pheromones. That's what one of these women says Tim Ballard told her to justify the role-playing before a mission even commenced. Traffickers can smell the pheromones, he would allegedly say, impressing upon the women that their couple's ruse had to be believable, or otherwise the mission and their very lives might be at risk. Oh my gosh, this is almost sounding like a drawn sword scenario. Wow, flaming sword. Yeah, we've got to we've got to engage in this couple's ruse scenario and all this practice beforehand because otherwise I might get killed. <laughs> or you could too. You could get killed too. Or the mission might blow up. And remember the kids, damn it. Remember those kids. There has to be real chemistry, he would insist, per one woman. Traffickers, she goes on, traffickers have to really believe you are in love with this person. And he wants you to get to that point before you're ever on the op. So that when you're on the op and you're with the traffickers and you're in these brothels and these strip clubs, in these places where you're trying to get intelligence, you're not breaking your cover at all. This is why it's necessary to practice beforehand the couple's ruse and why it's necessary, according to these allegations, for them to live like boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife, even when they're there and even when they're in private locations when nobody's going to be looking at them. They got to take a shower together. They got to sleep in the same bed, etc. To that end, several women told Blaze News that Ballard encouraged them to participate in tantric massages before and while on a couple's roost. So before the couple's roost, tantric massages. During the couple's roost, tantric massages. Now they're going to describe what a tantric massage is, and it's a good thing for people like me who sort of have a vague idea. It's something naughty, but I don't know the details. A tantric massage is an erotic massage 
that often involves participants lying naked or nearly naked together. For men, a tantric massage is called lingam, L-I-N-G-A-M, a Sanskrit word for penis that some tantric massage enthusiasts have translated to mean shaft of light or wand of light. Now, that last sentence sounds random, that some people call this shaft of light or wand of light, right? It's going to be important later because it's going to be compared with a text that Tim Ballard allegedly sent one of these women. Remember, shaft of light or wand of light, that's the word to key on. In a screenshot of a text message, the article continues, in a screenshot of a text message, Ballard appears to have discussed tantric massages with at least one of the accusers telling her, quote, it's not about learning some strange kinky moves. That's not it at all. I don't have to teach. I don't have any to teach anyway. Right, because he's um, a paragon of virtue and an Eagle Scout. He doesn't have any kinky moves to teach anyway. He goes on, though, allegedly. It's just about making it real and tapping into tantric slash light. See, there's the light from shaft of light or wand of light that was referred to above. It's just about making it real and tapping into tantric slash right. His text continued according to the screenshot seen by Blaze News. Now, let's go back to that paragraph I just read because I left out a big clause in the middle, which is where they kind of clunkily stick in all their research and sourcing about this text message in order to try and prove as best as they can that it actually did come from Tim Ballard. In a screenshot of a text message, that's the part that I read. Here's the part that I did not and skipped over. Apparently sent from a burner phone with Ballard's known code name, as confirmed by multiple sources, and a number that once belonged to Ballard, as confirmed by one source familiar with OUR operations. So it's a screenshot of a text message from a number that Ballard once used, according to one source, and using his code name, which I don't know what it is, but that it is his code name was confirmed from multiple sources. So that's the um, that's the investigation they did that leads them to believe this allegation is likely true, that this did come from Tim Ballard's phone and from Tim Ballard. Okay. Oh, he adds something in a follow-up text. After saying it's just about making it real and tapping into tantric light, he adds in a follow-up text, I think you will be surprised how fast we connect. And fast is in all capitals. When Blaze News asked Ballard about tantric massages, now remember, Blaze News, they've got the contacts. They can talk to these women, find out some more details about their, what they're alleging, turn around, go to Tim Ballard and say, this is what they're saying, what do you say? And that's where they get his denials, which are, like I said, <clears throat> probably going to end up coming back to haunt him. When Blaze News asked Ballard about tantric massages, he initially appeared confused and claimed he was not at all familiar with the term. Okay, this is really bad. Do you remember the BBC interview that's famous for interviewing Elder Holland? I think it was Michael Sweeney who was the interviewer. And it's not the Elder Holland part. That part gets remembered mostly, but he was talking also, was it with Mr. Purdy, Brother Purdy, who was the head of the I'm a Mormon PR campaign? He talked with him before he talks with Elder Holland, 
and he asks him about the Strengthening Church Members Committee. And Purdy asks, oh, I don't know. I've never heard of this. What is this Strengthening Church Members Committee of which you speak? Per, um, Sweeney, the reporter, asks a follow-up question. And then all of a sudden, Purdy remembers. Oh, oh, that's Strengthening the Church Members Committee. Oh, well, I, I know what you're talking about now. And this happens in like five seconds. It's a quick turnaround. I know what you're talking about now, but I don't know anything about it. And I'll try and find someone who can help you with it. Okay. Same thing is being described here as going on with Tim Bowd when the Blaze reporters asks him about these tantric massage allegations. I'm going to read this again, okay? Keep that BBC scene in mind. When Blaze News asked Ballard about tantric massages, he initially appeared confused and claimed he was not at all familiar with the term. He then seemed to understand and likened tantric trainings to yoga or a breathing exercise and claimed he used the words tantric reiki, goddess or energy, interchangeably to describe such trainings. So first off, he goes from, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm confused. I'm not at all familiar with the term. And then he turns around and all of a sudden he's an expert. This is what happens when you do a blanket denial on something that you're lying about, but then you realize that that's not going to hold up and that's a stupid denial. So all of a sudden now you drop that denial and you go to a different defense. And his different defense is that um, he does understand tantric trainings, but he uses the word tantric in the same way he uses the words Reiki, goddess, or energy interchangeably to describe such trainings. Yeah, all four of those terms are not necessarily any words that I would expect to be coming out of a faithful Mormon's mouth. Tantric, Reiki, goddess, or energy. The article goes on about Tim Ballard. He insisted that participants always wore clothes during these tantric trainings. You know, the, the, the trainings that a few seconds ago he didn't even know about. Now he's going to insist that they always wore clothes, that others were always present, and that zero massage was involved with them. No, no massage in the tantric massages. He also suggested that tantric could be used to refer to the exotic ritual kind of places that trainees would occasionally visit for more in-depth role-playing. What? This is why you should not be talking publicly, Tim. Now he's adding on information that the word tantric could also be used to refer to exotic ritual kind of places, that's in quotes, ritual kind of places that trainees would occasionally visit for more in-depth role-playing. This is separate and apart from rescuing kids. This is about training how to be an authentic, real partner, girlfriend or wife of Tim Ballard. And there's additional trainings to ritual kinds of places that could also be called tantric, he says. The goal, he said, was to see how operatives perform in environments that more closely resemble those they will see on a mission, which are typically uh, more tropical. So he takes them to a different tropical location so they can play, act about being husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. So when the time comes and they're on the stage, the audience will believe it. Those child sex traffickers will believe it. It looks like a lot of time and effort went into making sure that they were believable as sexual partners 
when they presented themselves to the child sex traffickers. A source familiar with OUR, oh, excuse me, the goal he said, I think I read this, the goal he said was to see how operatives perform in environments that more closely resemble those they will see on a mission. I did read that. A source familiar with OUR operations, which is likely the same person they're talking to, this anonymous source, but they're familiar with the operations, denied that undercover training or in-field work involved tantric or any other kind of massage. Okay, next section. According to the women who spoke to Blaze News, Ballard was so concerned about the believability of the couple's ruse that he frequently asked women to practice their couple's ruse long before a mission ever took place. One woman claimed that Ballard came to consider the couple's ruse a perishable skill that required regular honing. <laughs> so it's not like riding a bicycle, right? The famous saying, you, you learn to ride a bike, you never forget. Well, what she's saying is that Ballard said that the couple's ruse skills are not like riding a bike. You do forget them. And so you have to be continually practicing them. One woman claimed that Ballard came to consider the couple's ruse a perishable skill, quote unquote, that regularly required honing. To that end, Ballard flew women across the country where they would practice their chemistry through tantric massages and other trainings, according to multiple women. When asked about practicing couples' ruses, Ballard told Blaze News, once again, they're taking these allegations and they're going to Tim Ballard and asking for his statement, and he gives it. When asked about this, Ballard told Blaze News that during OUR trainings, people pair up and pretend to be in a couple situation. You don't want the first time that they're together. You don't want the first time to be in a cartel setting. So you have to practice to make sure this person knows what they're doing. End of quote. He also insisted that such practices were always conducted in groups and that he would not have been alone with a female operative during such practice sessions. A source familiar with OUR operations told Blaze News that Ballard was the only operative who ever practiced with women or sent explicit text messages to them in connection with the couple's ruse. Of course, OUR itself did not return a request for comment seeking clarification of these issues. Next section. Through these couple's ruses, both in the office and in the field, Ballard eventually engaged in sexual contact with some women and propositioned others. The women told Blaze News, quote, as far as physical touching, he made it pretty clear that really the only thing that was not going to be considered, if need be, during an op was kissing on the lips, one woman said. Now, this is interesting because this is the, uh, a woman who's alleging sexual impropriety on the part of Tim Ballard. And she's agreeing with what he said earlier, but in a different way. Earlier, he said, no, we're not even going to kiss on the lips. That's how pure and chaste we're going to be. We're not doing anything sexual, either on the mission or in preparation or training for the mission. What she's saying is, yeah, he's telling the truth about there wasn't going to be any kissing on the lips, but anything else was okay. Anything beyond that was okay. There just appears to have been this rule about no kissing on the lips, but it didn't mean nothing sexual beyond that. 
anything beyond that was okay, according to this source. Once again, she says, as far as physical touching, he made it pretty clear that really the only thing that was not going to be considered during an op was kissing on the lips. Everything else was pretty much a go. And honestly, more than just a go. It's something that I should anticipate and be prepared to make happen for the sake of the act. Another woman claimed that while on a mission, she and Ballard participated in several sexual acts with the exception of actual penetration. That's quoted. Sexual acts with the exception of actual penetration, period, end of quote. I guess I could cover a lot of ground. She also stated that their sexual contact ended at the end of the mission. Okay, so not a flame that was carried on, at least on her part, is I think what she's getting at there. This wasn't a romantic relationship that continued past the mission. Other women mentioned engaging in sexual acts and being in various states of undress with Ballard while on a mission, sometimes even while at their private accommodations when no one else was around. So no one else around, private accommodation, why do we have to continue? Engaging in these sexual acts and being in various states of undress. According to the women, Ballard would argue that they had to maintain the appearance of a romantic relationship at all times during a mission because suspicious traffickers might be surveilling them at any moment. You have no idea who's looking in here. If they got little cameras up there or the phone's bugged, we got to keep this act going for the sake of the kids and in order to fool any traffickers who might, might somehow be watching. I said before that if you want to prove to a trafficker that you're married, the last thing that you would do is take a shower together. Okay. I'm just saying, all right, that would be the first indication that you're not actually married. If you're taking a shower together, I'll move on. I thought a little levity might be in order at this point. It's getting pretty, pretty depressing. Ballard denied that he engaged in any physical contact beyond hand-holding, arms around shoulders, stuff like this. Once again, they're going to Ballard and asking him. This is his response. He also alleged that some female operatives wanted to kiss him during a mission to put on a more convincing performance, but he always refused. No, no, no. Don't kiss me. <laughs> they wanted to kiss him, but he said, nope, there's no reason to do it. It's not appropriate. He claimed he would tell them. Okay, so if I'm understanding this correctly, from Tim Ballard's point of view, you take showers together because operatives might be watching. You sleep in the same bed because operatives might be watching. But like when you're actually talking to the operatives or out in public, you don't kiss on the lips because that would be too far. That actually appears to be what he's saying here. There's no reason to do it. It's not appropriate. He claimed he would tell them. Yeah, so if you want to kiss me, forget about it. I'm busy showering with women and sleeping in the same bed with them. A source familiar with OUR operations denied that OUR would ever have approved of any sexual contact between couples ruse partners. Of course, that's what they're going to say. Maybe true. Now we get to the Brazilian bikini wax. This is new. Apparently, to make a couple's ruse as convincing as possible, Ballard allegedly requested all women to first have a Brazilian wax which would remove all pubic hair from their private areas before they went on an operation. According to a text message viewed by Blaze News that was sent by a phone allegedly operated by Ballard, Ballard explained that, quote, pretty much 100% of sex tourists, unquote, 
have Brazilian waxes done. So they got to play the part. They have to look like they're really a sex tourist. So they got to get a Brazilian wax, the women do. When the alleged victim told Ballard she'd never had a Brazilian wax before, he expressed surprise. Wow, you never did Brazilian before? He wrote, according to a screenshot seen by Blaze News. For the record, I didn't tell you to. That's the end of the screenshot of the text allegedly sent by Tim Ballard. Wow, you never did Brazilian before, he wrote according to a screenshot. For the record, I didn't tell you to. He quickly added with a winking emoji. Perhaps most disturbing about the alleged Brazilian wax request is that it seems entirely unnecessary for a mission to rescue trafficked children. Right. See the tattoo above his unit. The women who accompanied Ballard were ostensibly brought along to play a part in a couple's ruse. Nothing more. Since Ballard wanted a fake girlfriend to block unwanted sexual advances from others and his own couple's ruse for rules forbade exposing private parts. Remember, that's things he's already said Ballard has. It's unclear why the women would need to have a Brazilian wax to fit in with other sex tourists or how he would have known if they had declined to get one. Once again, this is coming from Blaze News. They're putting pieces together, and the pieces are not looking good for Tim Ballard. Ballard categorically denied to Blaze News that he ever asked a female operative to get a Brazilian wax. Well, I hope the forensics on that phone don't hold up for Tim's sake, because if they can prove they came from him, that's going to sound like he's not telling the truth. And a source familiar with OUR operations also told Blaze News that female operatives would never have been required or recommended to get one, a Brazilian wax as part of OUR protocol. This next section is called the apparent ruse of the couple's ruse. They, Blaze News stole my line. I started this last week, at least, on Mormonism Live and maybe on some of my other reports on Tim Ballard where I said, you know, this whole couple's ruse thing, it doesn't make sense that this would work to fool anybody who's involved in child sex trafficking. So I postulated that maybe the couple's ruse was itself a ruse to allow Tim to have access in this kind of relationship pretended, though we got to make it real, of a wife or girlfriend. So the ruse is that we're going to do this to fool the sex traffickers, but the ruse of the ruse is that it's actually to get women in these kinds of situations with Tim Ballard and Blaze News has keyed into that idea as well. The apparent ruse of the couple's ruse. To those in the outside world, it might seem obvious that engaging in sexual contact for the sake of helping traffic children is wildly inappropriate. But the women who spoke with Blaze News indicated that Ballard gradually implemented an extensive and very manipulative plan to convince them to participate in things they otherwise would never have considered doing. One of the main tactics Ballard used, they claimed, was to lean on their desire to help victims. Quote, is there anything you wouldn't do to save a child? He would allegedly ask. According to one woman's summary, in preparation for a possible mission, Ballard said something, something to the effect of, quote, this is going to be a really seedy place. What if this happens? Would you be willing to do this? Well, what if I need this? Would you be comfortable doing that? And then she added, it's all about testing those limits. 
The women also claimed that Ballard would then badmouth unnamed women who had allegedly gone on couples ruses in the past, slamming them as crazy and claiming that they had fallen in love with him along the way. So Ballard is talking to them about these other unnamed women who he says they did couples ruse before and they were crazy and they fell in love with him and all this stuff. Such stories, perhaps apocryphal, you think? Such stories, perhaps apocryphal, seemingly motivated the women to, pr to prove their mettle and their devotion to the cause by trying to outdo their supposed predecessors on the couple's ruse. Maybe, maybe not. When they found themselves questioning the legitimacy of tactics involving sexual contact, they often doubted their own instincts, relying on Ballard's breadth of, breadth of knowledge about rescue missions to convince themselves that such tactics were normal. Quote, just remembering that Tim's the expert, just remember that Tim's the expert in your learning, one woman recalled telling herself. So she's in the situation, being challenged, I wouldn't normally do this, but she would tell herself, just remember that Tim is the expert in your learning. Just don't question him, just do it, as he's right and you're wrong. She also claimed that sometimes an associate of Ballard, whose identity is unclear, but whose role appears to have included booking flights for those going on OUR missions. She also claimed that sometimes an associate of Ballard would remind her about Ballard's superior field expertise. Don't assume you know better than Tim, he'd say, she claimed. He hates it when these women he brings undercover start thinking they're smarter than him. He <laughs> He's been doing this for 20 years. He knows so much more than you know, period, end of quote. So, of course, you got to rely on the guy with the knowledge. He's the guy taking you into these life-threatening situations. If you want to get out alive, you better do what he tells you to do. Ballard, the article goes on, Ballard even allegedly told some of them that engaging in sex play with him might improve their marriages, even as he also allegedly told them not to tell their husbands about what they were doing. Quote, you can take that sexual charge home, one accuser claimed, he told her. Wow. Okay. I know these are just allegations, but apparently he's even going to improve their marriages with this sex play they were doing. Another woman claimed that Ballard repeatedly warned her that should she fail in her couple's ruse mission, she would have wasted the hard-earned money that honest donors had entrusted to OUR. She said that he also told her that a poor performance from a fake girlfriend had ruined a mission in the past. Well, it was just ruined, that's all. She explained to Blaze News, I was feeling like I have to prove to him that I won't misuse donors' dollars. If this is all true, there's manipulation coming left, front, and sideways on this. I'm sorry. Money, kids, oh my gosh. Me, speaking for Tim Ballard, yeah, you don't want to get me killed by goofing up on the couple sex roots, so we really need to practice, practice, practice. This is remarkable. Another common theme from the women who spoke with Blaze News is that Ballard would use spiritual manipulation to coerce them into sex. And now we go to the spiritual manipulation. Most, if not all, of the women who spoke with Blaze News have had some affiliation with the LDS church at some point in their lives. And in many cases, he would cite for them, oh my gosh, a passage from the Book of Mormon in which a man kills another man at the promptings of the Holy Spirit. 
Holy cow. Can you imagine? He's going to bring up Nephi and Laban. This is how it's reported here. And it makes sense because, you know, not everybody reads this is going to know the story with the names. But this is the allegations that Tim Ballard would bring up the story of Nephi slaying Laban in the context of these discussions. According to multiple women, the purpose of this reference was to demonstrate that sometimes the Holy Spirit asks people to perform unconventional tasks, presumably such as engaging in extramarital sexual contact during couples' ruses. So once again, according to the allegations, the story of Nephi beheading Laban gets enlisted to do double duty. Not only to be a story in the Book of Mormon about saving a bunch of people, but now you can always haul it out in order to justify doing something wrong with the goal of doing something better. Wow. Ballard told Blaze News when he was confronted with this by them, right? Ballard told Blaze News that he had no recollection of citing anything like that. He and his wife, Catherine, both stated that they regularly quote scripture, especially Jesus's dire warning in the gospel of Matthew, that if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a huge millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. We know that one to support their work of saving children. He remembers that quote. He doesn't remember this other quote or using it. Catherine Ballard says, it's our testimony about why we're doing what we do. So it sounds like they were talking to Catherine and Tim together in this particular interview session, the Blaze News reporter was. Next section, mutual assured destruction, alleged demands for silence. Yeah, why did these women stay silent for so long? Despite the importance that obvious physical chemistry supposedly carried in a couple's ruse, Ballard, whom some described as a bully, would also insist that the women stay silent about their alleged sexual encounters with him. In addition to keeping the information from their husbands or boyfriends, Ballard reportedly instructed them not to tell their direct supervisors or other leaders at OUR, some of whom are Ballard's relatives. Well, if these women are, are telling the truth, then it sounds like Ballard was acting as his own rogue operative and not wanting them to report it, not only to their husbands or, you know, boyfriends, obviously, but not to other people in OUR. So he may have been rogue, which might help somebody else down the line. I don't think it's going to help Tim Ballard as far as any legal liability. Nobody would ever understand why we did those things, he would allegedly say, one woman said. Okay, so one woman says, Tim Ballard says nobody would ever understand why we did those things. So it's got to be our secret. Then after women had engaged in sexual activity with him, Ballard used their encounters to his advantage, holding those encounters over their heads to pressure them even more forcefully into silence, the women claimed. We will have so much shit on each other. We will be deterred into silence on all things, he allegedly wrote in a text, according to a screenshot seen by Blaze News. Mutual Assured Destruction. I think that was the name of the screenshot. It's just put here in the article. We will have so much shit on each other, we will be deterred into silence on all things forever. Yeah. So you be quiet. You don't tell on me, and I won't tell on you. 
Many women also claimed that Ballard frequently demanded that they erase the digital traces of their of his conversations with them, including and perhaps especially explicit conversations. One woman said, he had me delete everything. He would call at night to say, hey, you scrubbed your phone, right? Yeah, that's important. He had me delete so much, she later added. Other women, by the way, I just want to link this to the uh, operative Trevor that we had on the show on R- R- RFM. It's my show, Radio Free Mormon. Last Friday, it was a week ago yesterday, I think it was, he was on the show. And he mentioned a similar thing about the, the scrubbing of the text messages and everything that was uh, insisted upon. So that sounds like the same kind of thing. Ballard told Blaze News, oh, wait, 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 excuse me. He would call at night to say, hey, you scrubbed your phone, right? And then she later added, he had me delete so much. So this sounds like regular procedure, SOP. Other women made similar statements. Because of Ballard's insistence that the women regularly wipe their messages, they had scant physical evidence to share to support their allegations. Ballard told Blaze News that protocol at the end of an operation is to clear the texts. So he admits to that much, although he'll deny the reasons for it, I'm sure. Once the operation is over, he added, every operator knows you kill the communication or any of the content that's not material to the prosecution. Because that's the smart thing to do. I'm not sure if it's the ethical thing to do. They're getting rid of potential evidence in a criminal prosecution against these guys they get arrested. And then they tamper with the evidence about what they were doing and talking to back and forth between themselves as part of the operation. One would think that would be discoverable and should be discoverable to the defense. But he says smart operators know. Every operator knows. You kill the communication or any of the content that's not material to the prosecution. Wow. I don't think you should have said that either, Tim. You shouldn't have been doing it. You shouldn't have said that publicly. In his conversation with Blaze News, Ballard repeatedly lamented that he had to discuss operational protocols such as wiping phones to defend himself. He feared that doing so would likely compromise future operations. Okay. Why would wiping cell phones after an operation is over compromise future operations? That's my question. Maybe there's a reason I just don't understand. But it seems a bit of a non sequitur to me at first blush. So when Blaze News is talking to Tim Ballard, probably his wife's there, he says, dang it, I hate to have to talk about all these protocols we use because it's going to compromise future operations. I'm not sure why that one would. That's all I'm saying. A source familiar with OUR operations indicated that in some circumstances, operatives may have been encouraged to delete their texts after an operation. Yeah. I got a feeling that's a that's a, a thing that was done generally. The next section. The women who spoke with Blaze News said they eventually began experiencing debilitating emotional and psychological side effects as a result of what they had allegedly done with Ballard, what they allegedly had been coerced into doing, and or what had allegedly been done to them. Some mentioned suffering recurring nightmares, panic attacks, or bouts of depression. Others admitted having difficulty trusting others and entered and entering therapy. One woman partially attributes the collapse of her marriage to her time with Ballard. I guess we can put two and two together on that. 
Despite these sometimes severe after effects, some of the women still hesitated to report Ballard's alleged behavior to those at OUR or to others in their communities for fear of retribution. He has threatened to destroy our lives if we speak out, one woman said. Ballard allegedly warned another woman after she confronted him about his alleged behavior, quote, I have 1,000 bricks and you only have one. But their fear, the women's fear, is not limited to Ballard or to his supposed allies at OUR. Many women also expressed to Blaze News a deep concern about the potential fallout of these accusations from the media and the public at large. I can understand why they'd feel that way. Um, things may be in the process of shifting, but um, I can certainly understand why they would feel that way. Because Tim Ballard is such a huge hero, and these allegations have been greeted by many people on his side with derision and accusations of lying and ped pedophilia, right? Because only pedophiles make any kinds of criticisms of guys like Tim Ballard who are rescuing children from sex trafficking. I think that's shifting, but I can understand the concern. The paranoia of what could happen, the backlash of all of this, I mean, it's enough to physically make me feel sick a lot of the time because I don't want all that. I don't want all that negative attention, one woman admitted. Their concerns are hardly without merit. Okay, so now Blaze agrees with me. Thank you. Their concerns are hardly without merit. Now, in fall of 2023, which it is right now, a full six years after the start of the hashtag MeToo movement, many in the U.S. have grown weary of accusations being used in an attempt to tarnish the character and ruin the career of an influential person. I'm going to skip a few things here. They're going to get a bit editorializing. The women who spoke to Blaze News are very aware of the current cultural climate regarding accusations of sexual misconduct. They also know that some people will likely dismiss their allegations as just another attempted political hit job now that Ballard is teased to run for the U.S. Senate seat, currently occupied by Mitt Romney. Romney has stated that he will not seek re-election. The women further know that many Americans hold Tim Ballard in high esteem. This is the key, I think, especially after watching Sound of Freedom. They know because they once held him in high esteem as well and seem to feel betrayed by his alleged conduct behind closed doors. For these reasons, and perhaps others, the women claimed that they had always intended to keep the investigation into Ballard within the confines of OUR. And that goes back to the investigation that they did internally that led up to Tim Ballard resigning from OUR in June of 2023, just a few weeks before Sound of Freedom opened on July 4th. So I am concluding that's what they mean by keeping it within OUR. The women claim that they had always intend, intended to keep the investigation into Ballard within the confines of OUR. Quote, we loved OUR to the point that we were willing and devoted to it. So there was no reason to go public, one woman explained. She also added that she and other accusers complied with the request for an internal investigation. There it is, presumably from OUR officials. We did that. It was quiet, she said. Excuse me. Okay, going back to the story. Next section. In his conversation with Blaze News on Monday, in his conversation with Blaze News on Monday, Ballard indicated, indicated that he had only a general idea of what he had been accused of doing. Nevertheless, he had already begun publicly responding to some of those general allegations. On September 18th, he issued a statement through the Spear Fund 
where he is now a senior advisor, Ballard's full statement is as follows. We've gone over that before. It's two paragraphs. I'll read it again for the sake of completeness. As with all of the assaults on my character and integrity over many years, the latest tabloid-driven sexual allegations are false. They are baseless inventions designed to destroy me and the movement we have built to end the trafficking and exploitation of vulnerable children. During my time at OUR, I designed strict guidelines for myself and our operators in the field. Sexual contact was prohibited, and I led by example. Given our meticulous attention to this issue, any suggestion of inappropriate sexual contact is categorically false. So that's the end of his statement, his two-paragraph statement that he released. The following week, Ballard posted to his Instagram page two videos addressing the allegations. In the first video, which appears to have been spliced or to have experienced technical difficulties, Ballard repeatedly lavishes praise and homage or homage on the women who have helped him pull off the couple's ruse. Hundreds, he says, hundreds, maybe thousands of children have been rescued using this amazing tactic, he claims. The second video features a woman whose face has been obscured, but who identifies herself as Natalia. Natalia claims to have performed multiple couples ruses with Ballard and avers that his conduct was always above board. There was, again, absolutely zero sexual contact touching anything inappropriate of that nature from start to finish, Natalia says. Last week, Ballard also shared with Adam Carolla what he believed was the origin of the allegation that he showered with his couple's ruse partners. He told Carolla that on one particular mission in the Dominican Republic, which he claimed saved seven, 27 children who had been locked up in a chicken coop, he ended up showering with a female operative after a mud-based couple's massage. However, he insisted that both participants were wearing bathing suits and that their innocent actions while in the shower, we don't even touch each other, he told Carolla, their innocent actions while in the shower, and they were all innocent, according to Ballard, were concealed from others in the massage room by a towel. <clears throat> Once he and the woman shared that awkward anecdote with others, the rumor mill distorted the story to simply imply, to imply that he took showers with his couple's ruse partners, he said. So that's Ballard's story about how that story got circulated and originated. It was all innocent, according to him. Ballard's wife, Catherine, appeared with her husband for part of the interview with Corolla, and she told Corolla that her husband is doing what he needs to do to rescue children. She adds, and I know that he has done it in a way of complete faithfulness to me. Catherine also made a solo appearance on a recent episode of the Rod Arquette Show podcast. On it, she assured host Rod Arquette that she was very aware of the couple's ruse and its purpose for a rescue mission. She claimed that her husband and his ruse partners never did a couple's ruse without training first. Sounds like there was a lot of that training going on. Though she did not elaborate on what kind of training was involved. And I got a feeling she doesn't even know all the kind of training that was involved yet. She also alleged that there were a couple times when Tim was propositioned, when Tim was propositioned during a training like, hey, here's my hotel card. In those instances, her husband had the women dismissed from the team, Catherine said. The only thing that makes this really painful to me, like it's painful enough, but especially painful, is that clearly this information was given to her by Tim. Tim told her this. This is how she knows this story. Catherine then reiterated to Blaze News that she still believes in her husband's fidelity. The couple's ruse was created to protect his relationship with me, she said. It was a way to stay virtuous. 
Next section. Several accusers, including at least some who spoke with Blaze News, have since hired attorney Suzette Rasmussen to represent them. On Thursday morning, Rasmussen stood at the steps of the Utah Capitol to read a statement on behalf of her clients who have chosen to remain anonymous at this time. Here is the full statement. I'll read it for purposes of completeness. We are choosing to give a public statement about our experiences with Tim Ballard. Earlier this year, complaints were filed that opened the door for an internal investigation. We now stand together to affirm the truth behind these allegations. Our involvement with Operation Underground Railroad was rooted in our commitment to fighting against human trafficking. But while engaged in that noble cause, we were subjected to sexual harassment, spiritual manipulation, grooming, and sexual misconduct. By the way, I did not do a separate episode reporting on the statement that was read by the attorney because it had no new facts in it. Okay? These are just conclusory statements. I'm doing this podcast because now the Blaze News has gone and gotten facts, which add to the story. The statement on behalf of the clients represented by this attorney that was right at the Capitol Hill continues. Though we value our privacy as we did, as we work, excuse me, though we value our privacy as we work to rebuild our lives, we also feel a responsibility to speak out and state unequivocally that these allegations are true. We acknowledge the risks Involved in challenging someone as prominent as Tim Ballard. We will reveal our stories in our own time and in our own way and on our own terms. And apparently this Blaze story is part of that. But for now, we choose to remain anonymous. We wish to express our gratitude for the outpouring of support from those who have responded and commented to the media and social media posts. Final paragraph, we also want to extend our support and solidarity solidarity to all survivors of harassment and abuse of any kind. We believe you. We are standing by your side as you embark on your own healing journey. But on top of that, the women also gave Blaze News another statement via their attorney, Rasmussen, regarding their allegations against Ballard. So this is new. Quote, we had no intention of going after Tim legally until he chose to publicly deny any wrongdoing. He has threatened us, attacked us, and continues to lie and cause further trauma. When we finally started to reach out to one another after being isolated and told to distrust one another, we discovered the extent of Tim's lies and realized how much he has manipulated, used, and profited off us and so many others. We cannot stand by and allow him to do this anymore. End of that most recent statement. On Monday, Rasmussen announced that she is preparing a lawsuit in connection with the allegations, which she claimed to have been known to OUR officials for several months. Yeah, that was since the internal investigation, I imagine. Okay. This uh, article continues. Okay, we're almost done. There's only one more section to go. I was just scrolling down to see. I haven't read all the way to the end of this article yet before coming on to read it to you. Sometimes it's more entertaining. Sometimes it's not. Hopefully this is one of the times it's more. For many in Blaze News media's audience okay for many in blaze media's audience this story may feel almost personal after all blaze tv host and founder glenn beck has had a relationship with ballard that goes back years that's why i think you can rely on this article as given the best view of tim ballard that you're going to find many of beck's listeners have also donated generously to operation underground railroad in the past as it was once affiliated with other nonprofits promoted by beck According to Beck, his audience has raised over $100 million for various charities, including OUR, in just 10 years. Funny he doesn't want to say how much for OUR specifically. I expect their records would show that as well. Uh, 
After Rasmussen read the public statement on behalf of some of Ballard's accusers, all of whom were former employees and contractors who worked closely with Operation Underground Railroad, Blaze News was able to independently verify the OUR employment of two women, so they actually did work there. OUR issued another public statement that did not directly respond to a number of questions asked by Blaze News. So this is a statement by OUR that did not directly respond to a number of questions asked by Blaze News. Well, here's the statement. Operation Underground Railroad received an allegation of behavior that violated company policy by then-CEO Tim Ballard. The organization immediately placed Mr. Ballard on administrative leave and launched an independent external investigation of the allegation. So it's not internal, it's not inside people investigating it. They reached out to somebody external to come in and investigate. At the conclusion of the investigation, as previously stated by OUR, Mr. Ballard resigned. Mr. Ballard's alleged misconduct does not represent OUR's values or others within the organization. We expect all employees to follow appropriate protocols and to conduct themselves in the performance of their duties consistent with such values. To protect our operators and other law enforcement partners in the field, we will not comment further publicly about our operating procedures. OUR is dedicated to combating sexual abuse and stands with anyone who has been victimized. OUR is sensitive to the privacy concerns of any individuals affected by this and is committed to upholding our duty to protect their anonymity. OUR's mission does not change, and we are committed to continuing our domestic and international efforts in collaboration with law enforcement to rescue any and all from the scourge of human trafficking. End of their statement. Now we get to the article again in the home stretch. Per OUR, excuse me for just a second here. I'm just going to have to get a little bit of a drink of Diet Coke. Ah, to get me to the finish line. Per OUR, Ballard left the organization permanently in late June, just a couple of weeks before Sound of Freedom was released in time for the July 4th holiday. And the women suggested to Blaze News that removing Ballard from OUR while still preserving its reputation had always been their ultimate goal. I thought we had won. One woman said, the goal was accomplished, which was to remove the cancer from the organization and still allow it to continue even stronger than ever. That was the goal. Ballard disputed that he left on account of the investigation. <laughs> I'm sure it's just totally a coincidence. Telling Blaze News that he always intended to leave OUR by May 11th, 2023. To avoid the appearance of a conflict of interest with the film. I have no idea what he means by a conflict of interest. It sounds like an excuse. He also claimed that he began announcing his intention to leave OUR last October and voluntarily resigned in the first week of May. Well, it makes me wonder when on earth the investigation started <laughs> and whether he has any documentation to support his claim that he began announcing his intention to leave OUR last October. A source familiar with OUR denied that Ballard ever made such announcements or that Ballard left the organization in early May because I thought it was June, right? The source confidently stated that Ballard left as a result of the internal investigation regarding alleged sexual harassment. When asked for comment by Blaze News regarding the allegations against Ballard, Glenn Beck provided the following statement. Okay, so now Glenn Beck, whose organization this is, Blaze News, gets to have the final word. And this is the same Glenn Beck who, by the way, the weekend after the September 15th, 2023 release of that statement to Vice News, 
castigating and condemning Tim Ballard, he put up, he, Glenn Beck, put up on his Twitter account, or X account now, a rather lengthy diatribe against the LDS church. He took it down shortly thereafter, and now he is, he's educating himself more with the facts. I think he responded emotionally over the weekend, realized that might not be the best move, and now is trying to move in a more responsible, journalistic angle. Okay, when asked for comment by Blaze News regarding the allegations against Ballard, Glenn Beck provided the following statement. Here we go. I find the allegations against Tim Ballard deeply troubling. I can only hope that truth prevails, justice is served, and all involved will use the free gift of Christ. Did Glenn Beck suddenly become a faith leader when I haven't been paying attention? I used to listen to him 15 or 20 years ago. Did he talk like this then? Okay. I think he should get a peace prize or something. Uh, he hopes all involved will use the free gift of Christ. Is that the free gift you have to pay 10% of your income to get? <laughs> or is it the non-Mormon free gift of Christ? I, I, Sorry, I'll try and get to the end of this article. I know it's been long going, and I appreciate your hanging in there. By the way, please hit like. Please hit subscribe. Please make a $5 a month donation recurring donation if you can over at radiofreemormon.org but right now you can hit like you can hit subscribe thank you very much i appreciate it i appreciate all the support from my listeners thank you so much because your donations do keep radio free mormon broadcasting behind enemy lines now i'll continue with the statement from glenn beck it's just a, a paragraph i'll try and keep the commentary to a minimum so i can get done i find the allegations says glenn beck against tim ballard deeply troubling i can only hope that truth prevails justice is served and all involved will use the free gift of Christ and repent, turn to him, correct their errors, and let the atonement of Jesus Christ work miracles in their lives. It is the only thing that can repair brokenness. My intentions and those of the thousands in my audience who have generously contributed to OUR were to help save God's children from the scourge of human trafficking. May the Lord heal this mess so that this important work can continue. End of quote from Glenn Beck. End of article at Blaze News about Tim Ballard. So there we have it. That is the article. That is the latest news, courtesy of Blaze News, on Tim Ballard. It is a source from which we would expect to get the most favorable and fair treatment of Tim Ballard, and yet it looks pretty bad all across the board. Well, that's about all for tonight. I see I'm up to an hour and 10 minutes. There was a lot of new information in this, and I'm glad we got a chance to cover it. Thanks for sticking with me. I'm going to try and do my new outro at this point and see how that works. Bill has been working extra hard to get me technology to try and make me look as good as his does. So until next time, this is Radio Free Mormon signing off the air.